into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, Sleepy Hollow Heads, Sleepy, Sleepy Heads, Sleepy Hollow fans alike, <laughs> welcome back to another Sleepy Hollow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Guys, if you haven't done so already, jump onto YouTube.com slash TV and you can subscribe to this and so many other podcasts. You can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. There you can leave us a comment because it means the world to us when you do. The world. The world. Yeah, Steven says the world. Um, and guys, you can tweet at us as well during the show, during the week, whenever you feel you have sleepy hollow emotions that need to get out. Use the hashtag ABTV Sleepy Hollow and we will find it. Guys, and you can also tweet at me during the show and during the week as well at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. And also, my fantastic panel, we've got to my left. Jackie Borowski. Hi, at 123Jackie underscore B. And hiding in the booth where he has been relegated for disagreeing with me and Jackie. They're holding me back from beating you up, Zach. (laughs) Or is it the other way around? You're in in the punishment box, I'm in my frenulum or whatever it's called. The frenulum booth. The finestrella. The finestrella. I'm in the finestrella. It's my impenetrable room. Stephen Lemieux in the booth. Um, Indeed. You can find me on Twitter. Right there, it says S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. Or in a Jack in the Box commercial. Yes, you better believe right. it. You keep plugging Jack in the Box. You already I do, gave them and as long as I get residuals, I will plug them. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So they better keep giving me residuals. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> Thank, thank you to everybody in the chat roll. I'm glad you guys are excited to talk about it. I am excited to... I'm just going to be straight up with you guys. I'm excited to vent about this episode. I um, liked it. Hey, hey, hey. I liked the episode. I'm somewhere right. in between you guys because I enjoyed it, but I found problems. No, that's I'm on the same page as you. Like I, There were parts that I really liked. Mm-hmm. It's just that there was stuff that stepped on those parts so <laughs> hard that it almost masks them out. I feel like Sleepy Hollow is giving us a cookie and then telling us we can't eat the cookie. They just set the cookie in front of us, and then they have a big elephant sit on the cookie and destroy <laughs> it, and we can't eat the cookie. Am I the only guy who's like, well, we can let two people die. I mean, it is the whole world. <laughs> I was on the same page as you. <clears throat> Greater good. That's the that's the world sadistic bastard. Okay, is what I'm really <laughs> saying. Well, l- let's get into let's get into the story that we're dealing with. This is episode. By the way, this is episode two sixteen. What lies beneath? And quickly we find out that what lies beneath is a thin plot. It's, it's not Harrison <laughs> Ford. I like the plot though. I did like it. I just didn't like how it ended. I mean, again, there were pieces of this that were really good. Um, so we're, we, they, we have this like three man excavation crew, I guess. They're gonna, they're gonna knock down our tunnels. They're gonna knock down our They're building them all. That was my first like annoyance. I'm like, they're gonna tear down our tunnels. <laughs> How will we get to the archive? 
Like I, I, my first thought there was like, oh, this would have been a cool turn if like Headless was still there. Yes, and like these people just stumble upon Katrina and Headless because yeah. they're the building only, a mall. Am I the only one who's noticed that we haven't had Reyes in this for a while? She texted them. Apparently, they mentioned her. Okay. She got a shout out. <laughs> she got a text message shout out. <laughs> and if you want a shout out. <laughs> If you want a shout out, you can tweet at us or <laughs> use the chat roll or um, write a review on iTunes. So hashtag Detective Reyes. Hashtag Detective Reyes. Save Reyes. So they they knock down they knock down She's a wall in the tunnel <laughs> and come upon this gigantic vault safe in the ground. Yeah, which has all kinds of like witchy carvings on it and like symbols that probably mean a lot. As holes do in Sleepy Hollow. Just, As like, they do. Here's here's my only here's my only problem with them there. Like I'm like okay, I can let this as a conceit for like a story fly. Like they're construction workers, they're doing their job right. to like find out what's there. At this point, and the journalist that we got um, in this episode, are we starting with the journalist? No, because... but like, but he. I just wanted to take one thing because he established the fact that like people know that he, anyone that lives in Sleepy Hollow knows the stories or the myths and right. like all this stuff. Like, and strange stuff has happened in this town. Hey, when this, you see the story was going to go one of two ways: either they were going to open the safe or the vault, get pulled in and killed by creatures, or they're going to open the vault. And then split the money amongst themselves and live happily ever after. Yeah, and that's. A I different like those show. chances. But can like we those just chances. can we just get uh, a thumb drive with a million dollars on it and get money that way? Yeah, Bitcoin, man. Totes. <laughs> Happens in this episode. Uh, hashtag, Ir- hashtag Irvinging. Just Sharda in the chat roll says the honestly the first time I saw the hand reach for them I thought it was the Frankenstein monster I was like wow that's where he went. Oh, Franklin no, Stein. Franklin Stein is still missing. The fans still want to know what happened to Franklin Stein. Yeah. Hashtag, uh, where the crap is Franklin Stein? It's a long hashtag, Jackie. We want Franklin Stein. We want Franklin Stein. How about hashtag, I really want Franklin Stein to be written back into the next episode of Sleepy Hollow. Please, please writers oh, please. make it happen. <laughs> yes. That's all one hashtag. Yeah. yeah make it happen. I, yeah. But so these reavers jump out of there. Right. And, like, the Reavers are cool. They're creepy. I mean, what they do you guys think like of the, the Reavers? Clown, they looked like the clown from uh, American Horror Story to me when I first <laughs> saw did. them. I was like, too many of the scary clowns! <laughs> I was just thinking, Emergence Day from Gears of War. Yeah, well. nobody's a gamer. Well, fine. <laughs> okay. <Huh. laughs> that was, like, crickets. Um... So yeah, um, but the, so the Reavers are down there, and like they they have to go investigate these missing people, and that's when we get to meet our journalist. Yes, our journalist Calvert Riggs, aka the most annoying journalist that ever journalisted. He seems to have ethics a lot of the time, but not all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I what do you, how do you guys feel about him? I liked him. I liked him as a character. I, I thought it was good to bring an aspect of real world to the show of, hey, this stuff could go public in some way and actually alert people to the presence because I feel like nothing in the community of Sleepy Hollow has changed, even though we've been killing people off left and right and things like that. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of annoying, but that's the character. I mean, I get... There's an aspect to him that I understand, which is wanting to, wanting to, as a journalist, tell the people what's really going on. 
um, which he he mentions he's a prize winning journalist and and he's done uh, he's done this sort of thing in um, was it Iraq or yeah Iraq Syria all that. Um, yeah and so I I understand that aspect of his job and why he and he's also working so hard because his brother is involved as well so. The drive makes sense, but what bothered me was the the obvious plot ploy to make him like a love interest for Abby. The second I didn't see that at all. The second he comes oh, onto the screen yeah. and is like sh- shooting photos of her, and then at the end with like the flirty photo text, some a fan was like, "Oh, this is just another Holly." It's like. You can bring characters in and have them be rich and, like, vibrant and interesting characters, but you don't have to make them an obvious plot point. Well, I thought this, I felt the same way. Like, he, he definitely felt like he was, they were building him to be a love interest. I think you this. guys are just trying to find love interest stuff in everything. There's n- I didn't really see that. I didn't, I was watching the same episode as you guys, but I saw it was, like, a little flirtatious, but that's more of just his career trying to get a opportunity with them. I don't see that so, as So if some girl sent you a picture of herself and said, "Oh, check this out of yourself." I'm sorry. Wait, uh, he didn't he, send a picture of himself. He, he sent, sent a picture, picture of, of Abby, her. I meant. Um, yeah, if some girl sent you a picture of you that she took while on this whole excursion, you wouldn't find that flirty? I mean, have I slept with her yet or no? Uh, you're trying to. Well, then it's flirty, but I don't think he's trying to, and I don't think she's trying to sleep with him. I think this is, I mean, the writers have been sneaking in these uh, these basically sentences directly to the viewers with the first scene we see with Ichabod and Abby where they're on the ship, they're on the battleship, and they're like, well, we said there was going to be seven years of tribulations. Ah, yes, Abigail, but we didn't know what tribulations they were. They didn't say they'd be horsemen, and uh, blah, 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 blah. You just have to have faith. So we're trying to have faith in the writers right now. And then the, this dude, what's his name, Riggs? Yes, Calvert. Calvert I thought Riggs. it was Reeves, but uh, okay, Calvert. Oh, I wrote Riggs. If it's incorrect, please let me know. But I, Oh, Calvin? Calvin. Yeah, Calvin. Let's call him Calvin. Calvin. Riggs. So basically, Calvin is the, the writer's response to, oh, Holly was white, people don't like white, let's go ahead and get diversity like everyone's asking for and bring in a... That wasn't why we didn't like Holly. I, yeah, but it, that's what this is what kind of it feels like. The writers are clueless. I mean, Sometimes. I don't think race played any issue in that whole thing. It was just like th- this guy came onto the scene and like his like his accusatory but not accusatory. It was like a nice accusatory that sounded like flirty. Yes, he to me he sounded very flirty, but he also I mean, I I would have actually liked it better if the character was was less interested in flirting with Abby while his brother was in danger and more interested than just helping his brother who was in danger. Yeah, he didn't... Because you know what it was? is because his brother was in danger, but he never felt panicked. Yes. He felt, like, a little upset and maybe a little, maybe even angry, but not panicked, like, and not worried. And it felt more like he wanted to take these photos for... He wanted for the journal. story more than his yeah, brother. Yeah, he wanted the story more than to help his brother. So, yeah. I don't know. Fans, you can let us know if you thought his intentions were more pure towards his brother, if you thought his intentions were pure towards Abby. Nicole Wesley in the chat says he was really concerned about his brother, and that's how she saw it with him. So, I mean, different people okay. have seen it different yeah. ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I, wor- I worry that we have gotten too, uh, what is the word? Pessimistic. Pessimistic Jaded. about the show. Because I, 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 I tried to watch it tonight, and I was trying to think, like, 
let me just try it as a new show as if I hadn't seen the second season at all. And I did enjoy it. So I feel like we're, we're holding a lot of things against the show currently that we shouldn't really be holding against the show. I mean, I'm going to give them that second, ch- third chance. Um, for the Our se- job, for the you know what? That's Our job, though, is to break down the show and ask questions. It's but not that we don't like the show, we're, and we got to be fans yeah, of the show. But that's but but to Stephen's point, that's fair. It's fair. Like, look, sometimes you get a bad like string of episodes. Like something goes awry, and then you have to write the ship. It's tough. Like writing a TV show is not easy. It's not a science. There's a lot of moving pieces, and it's almost it's, making a good show is near impossible. But like at the same time. We're not coming right into this episode. We've seen what this show can be, and we're unfortunately watching it from that standard. And we it, we want Sleepy Hollow to live up to the, sta- the the high standards that it set for itself first season. Even for me, though, I'm critical of shows I enjoy. I mean, there are shows that I've enjoyed overall. There will still be certain characters or certain moments or certain beats that I have questions about. And I think that's, like... We're in the age of smart viewers, and yeah. that's what we do as smart viewers. And that's the, I am actually, I consider myself one of the most forgiving types of television viewers. Like, I let a lot slide if, it's, if I enjoy the show, because, like, I'm enjoying it. If, as long as I enjoy the ride, I'll let a little, like, plot hole slip. Like, whatever. It well, happens. Example, example. This was classic Sleepy Hollow, where you have, um, not to jump ahead so much, but it's where you have the hologram. Well, that's where I want to go okay. now. Like, it, while I'm talking about, like, stuff that, like, is really cool and I'd let certain things slide, but I want to, with that point in mind, I want to talk about Thomas Jefferson, Hologram Jefferson, and his his Finistrella. That's to me, this is classic Sleepy Hollow, where I just enjoyed Hologram Jefferson, the concept that he was there. I enjoyed that so much that I was like, I don't care that, like, this technology is totally implausible. It's just so awesome and fun and that is classic season one Sleepy Hollow, where you're I, just like, I'm on. I'm I, on for the ride. I was just so caught off guard by seeing Steven Weber, because me yeah. and Zach are doing <laughs> Helix, and he's a main character on that. Brother Michael? Yeah, Brother <laughs> Michael, he, he really is immortal um, or something I mean, like but that, that, that uh, this, this is one of those, like, being outside of television, or, like, more inside television, there was, like, a moment of, like, so he can't be too much of a recurring... <laughs> Because he's a recurring on Helix, and I know that these filmed similar times. Mm-hmm. But, but either way, so they go back. They find this place when they're running from the the Reavers, and the door opens and closes, and you're like, "What the hell?" And then there's freaking silhouetted Jefferson, the hologram Jefferson, ready to make his appearance on the Emmys. <laughs> but before we even got that, we got a nice little moment just like to, that set this up of Jefferson and Ichabod sitting there writing the Declaration, Declaration of Independence. Ichabod was like an editor on the Declaration yes. of Independence. And I like that that bar. That bar is the same bar they use in modern times, right? It's just that one bar. It looks bar. very like, like it. To me, I feel that that bar is the same bar they always use. It's like... It's probably a stage bar. Yeah. And they just remake it. Or it's the like or it's the oldest bar in Sleepy Hollow and they've always <laughs> used it. I'm gonna have to next time I go home to Westchester, New York, I'm gonna go look for that bar. Look for ye old bar where the Declaration of Independence was written. So what's this? Uh, what's this place called? The the Frenestellanisba. Stop trying to make it sound. No, like I a don't penis. know what it is. Like what? it's Finistrella. Finistrella. Okay, so the, the delicious Finistrella room that they find because it sounds like a pasta. Um, basically, the writer's like, "Hey, this is the key to every single thing that could solve all the problems." And 
if this was the end of the series, we would probably keep this room, but we have to find an excuse to blow it up because that would be too easy. <laughs> That's basically what happened here. They came up... And- this is where I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna this is let where some, my anger came. I'm gonna let some, some emotions out here because like a lot of stuff in this episode, you know what, I, I, like the Reavers, like, sort of like had some like good stuff and decent and bad stuff. The, the journalist, like, he was a decent character, wasn't bad by any means, wasn't great either. This was the thing that just like sank this episode for me because this, they set up this awesome chamber with like such amazing knowledge Mm -hmm. and like stuff that's going to help them stop the apocalypse this crazy invention of hologram jefferson which is so ridiculous but fun because you could you could have a founding father be a member of your cast for a while it doesn't have to be a one-off you could have him there as like this little buddy that they like yes. go visit when they're like live in this place. I mean, place. they make they set it up where they were like the witnesses are supposed to have mentors, and you have the Abby flashback with Corbin, and you have the uh, flashback with Jefferson, and you're like, oh, you're, you're thinking that this is going to be an ongoing thing. They're talking about how mentors are like destined to help the witnesses, and like they'll be there to, they kept to the guide box, you, though, right? Did they get to keep that golden no, box full of scrolls? No, they didn't keep anything. That was the problem. This is yeah. That was the thing is that they they literally have said out like basically said this room will solve all, all your, your problems. problems, and then it, with an excuse that didn't make sense. Like if they had to blow, if it was like Abby's gonna die if you don't blow this up. Okay. Yes. Great d- drama there. Yes. The dilemma of one witness with the ability to save the world or save his friend who might help him save the world. That's a dilemma. Yes. That's a problem. But this was let's not lock the let's not just lock the vault up for a bit, then go back in there with more firepower and then clear the room out. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. Let's let's blow it up because in within the next few years they're going to put them all here, and maybe somebody's going to come over it again because you can't just put a sign "Do not open" over it. That was what happened. Like you, the slightest tweak would have made it just infinitely better. All had to be was now that that door is open, the Reavers can just stream out of there, and they're in the streets killing people. Now you have a reason that it has to go. But to be like, well, somebody will stumble upon this door eventually. What they they didn't do that I thought they would do was I thought that the sole power battery thing would be what turned everyone into the Reavers. They didn't go into that. And I thought that it was Yeah, we didn't explain why there was more than one. And I thought it was – I thought that's what would cause people to be Reavers. So if they closed it – if they opened it up – it would let that escape and start turning humans into reavers. Okay. Like, that would have been awesome. Okay, we have to destroy this thing because if we don't, Sleepy Hollow is going to be turned into reavers because they didn't know the side effects of this power. Oh, my God, writing. Isn't that crazy? I mean, again, that was like, if, if that was what they were intending, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's well, the thing is, like, they could have had these same plot points and like at, the, at you know at this point like I don't want to like point fingers I don't want to say like oh the writers are doing a bad job the actors are not, are doing great like they're doing the best with what they're given I have like I have to think like is this a network note is it a studio note is like somebody there's there's some point in the process where there's a breakdown yeah. between 
these awesome things because this is the problem is that this has become a sleepy hollow trope at this point is let's set up this amazingly cool thing let's set up franklin's time let's set up corbin's son let's the wendigo let's set up thomas jefferson the hologram living underground (laughs) in sleepy hollow with a wealth of knowledge on the apocalypse but then it just goes away the next episode. It feels like they're rolling craps and taking their bet out every time. Yes. They're not they're not consistently put, keeping their pot in and letting it build. They're literally just putting a cool concept out there, ending it. Okay, cool. Let's come up with another cool concept. Okay, cool. I liked our comment in the chat by Haley Miller says, This part of Sleepy Hollow reminded me so much of Superman. Jarrell Jefferson and the Fortress of Solitude equals the Finistella. Hmm. That was a good comment. I um to to build on what you guys were saying um we even if we they decided to blow up the room if we had because we've set up that this box has a lot of information in it or like these books have a lot of information in it maybe if they had said okay while we're escaping if we can grab what we can and then uh try and piece things together from what we have to because it was i mean they set it up in such a way that it's our witnesses are always going to to try and save the few that they can save at the time. So Abby and Ichabod are not going to let people die, <laughs> even if it's two people. So, so okay. So you want to save these people and save the world. You have to like think about both. And um, it would have been cool because we've built we built back in the the Aggie Abby Ichabod like crime partner figuring things out partnership again. They could have used that moment to rebuild their partnership, saying, "Okay, we have to work together to solve this mystery of like what the witnesses are supposed to do from the few papers that we have left." Yeah, I like a comment in the chat. Just Sarda said, "Maybe the Reavers are all the plot holes that went away to die down there, <laughs> and they've come back for revenge." Aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh I mean well the other thing the other points that I've seen people brought up a couple people in the chat roll I know that uh Amy Gonzalez tweeted it at us earlier today is like so we've got this magic hologram box that Jefferson has like poured his soul into. He's basically downloaded himself. Yes. This is like AI to, to this is like next level AI made with witchcraft. Right. Made why with couldn't the Sacred Heart witches which were supposed to be Katrina's witches. Yeah. So why couldn't we like take that consciousness with us like the cloud and try and rebuild it yeah like so so many possibilities that could have come from that um do you guys have any more thoughts on jefferson or the finistrella no other than that we clearly want it back yeah (laughs) we want it back just like the wendigo just like the kindred Uh, well with that uh with that all in mind i want to take a a brief moment and do some uh some itunes shout outs we already talked to you guys about how important it is that you rate comment it's how we get sponsors here at the network it's how we get guests here at the network uh guys it really does it's how we have uh who do we have coming in guys because we have a very special guest coming in in just a couple is that next week? Yes, we have Miss Jenny Mills. Next week, Miss Jenny Mills is coming in to talk to us right here at AfterBuzz TV. Um, Sorry, guys, I was just incom- indisposed for a second. Lindy Greenwood. Oh, you were is, exposed. Is, I was exposed. Lindy Greenwood is coming in to join us. I had to. People I, saw my first. My notes are not properly organized, so I had to double check that I had the right name. Yes, um, she will be joining us next week. Yes. Here on the podcast. So tune in. And the reason we can get awesome 
guests like that and, and our fantastic sponsors is, is because of Zach's beard. It is very effective, but you know what's <laughs> more effective is your iTunes comments. Uh, and I want to give I some... can see it in your iTunes. <sighs> do, you uh, hate me? do you hate me yet, Zach? Not just starting. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I want to give some shout-outs. Um, Court0624 says, uh, This week's episode is fr- as f- was freaky. All that blood. Ew. When I last heard last week's show and my comment was, I was so excited. Now you're getting another shout-out. Yeah. So many shout-outs because date updates. Techno Griffin, do you like money? Hosts that are both quick-witted and silly. Devoted fangirls and boys to talk about during the show. If you said yes to one or more of these, these this after show is for you. Great job, all of you. Keep it up. I couldn't have written a better review myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> Fiction Boy asks, where's Matt? Aww. I know where Matt is. One, yeah. he says, one, where's Matt? Two, Jackie is awesome. Thank Aww. you. Uh, three and four are, I guess you and me, Steven, because we got left out. I guess so. Okay. Um, guys, so Matt's, so. Matt's, Matt's not on the show anymore. Yeah, Matt, Matt unfortunately couldn't make the, yeah. uh, the schedule work, so uh, we miss went him. wherever Wendigos go. <laughs> Matt was actually down in the Ferristellum, and... <laughs> Matt was in the Finistrella and it got blown up. It got blown up. Unfortunately. So Matt, Matt was the only thing that could not, save this after show. And you may not have known this, but Matt Lieberman was a hologram. <laughs> he, was. he was actually just a, like, sole version of uh, a young Samuel Adams. Yes. Played, played by Tupac. <laughs> played by Tupac. Uh, QE627 says, I love this podcast. I had to read it for you when Steven said some people were shading Jackie. Jackie, you're the main reason I watched this weekly, girl. Oh, Aww, I love you, you. too. Zach and Steven. Matt, too, but I'm giving him the side eye. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow Season so 2 has been the Katrina show, and I didn't sign up for that. Without this podcast, I would have given up. Love you guys. You bring different perspectives that are fun, and unfortunately, sometimes more interesting than this show. Keep up the good work. Ray Adams says, I only just started getting into After Buzz, starting with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Card, and I jumped here after hearing Matt does this podcast, too. Whoops. Um, I love TV and movies, but my favorite part is being able to go deep analytical discussions with other fans afterwards. Uh, as a queer woman of... Uh, caller fan, I also really appreciate that you guys being intersectional when it comes to talking about race, gender, and orientation diversity issues on the show. Then there's some more of the review that apologize. We're going to keep moving. I'm going I'm to take this one, Zach. Love, 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 love by TDM VJJ. Love the show. Love the podcast. Love the panelists. Also, there's a reason why Stephen's last name is Lemieux. Because he is. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. Eh. Steven's okay. Zach Wilson. <laughs> I guess we'll keep him. So can I? Can uh, we go back to the Ferris to the show? I don't. Oh, did you? Have, I asked if you had more thoughts. I, I was. I was in the middle of explaining something to somebody in the booth. Okay, because okay, we we we're doing twenty five shows tonight, guys, and I as a producer sometimes have to be doing other things. And no worries. Unfortunately, well, I have to. Um, so this scene... What do you have to say about the show? I just want to say that this really felt like a scene out of, like, Fallout. Like, Fallout 3. Like, just imagine it. Like, you enter a random building. You find this random door that you enter. Go in there. There's a hologram of Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> which is completely absurd. And then he gives you the choice that you have to be either a bad guy or a good guy. Save the people and... Let, and let the research go to hell that would help you guys out, or let the people die and keep the research. But Ichabod points out, I wonder if this was a test of sorts, because Ichabod points out hmm. that Jefferson would have said to save lives over literature. 
That's a fair point. I mean, at that point, you could start to talk about like what is the soul. Like, if he mm-hmm. this is this if it's not truly a perfect copy, uh, com- if it's computerized, if you will, computers are very logical, yes, so they, they don't necessarily think about human life in the same. They, it's a it's an equation at that point. Yeah. Um, and again, if that had been spelled out more, I'm on board. But they didn't, so I can't give them credit for it. Right. Um, so soul battery. We find out that witches can make a soul battery that's basically unlimited energy for 200 years. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome They can bring Ichabod back from the dead. They can make soul batteries. What else can I, they do? I mean, finally, we're seeing a little bit more of what witches can do. We're also seeing a little bit more of, like, what happens with all this, all the supernatural stuff in the world with Irving. Oh, Because Irving. Irving's back. Oh, Irving. <sighs> So, so Irving yeah. is back, and he recruits Jenny to help him break into the police evidence I, locker. I would, like to, I would like to read my notes. <clears throat> Please do. I wrote, Jenny is back. He asked Jenny to get his wedding ring. Rude. No. <laughs> shade, 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 shade. It's, like, it's obvious, like, she has some sort of extra feelings for him, and he's like, I need you to break in and get my wedding ring. Um, excuse me, you can just buy a new one. So she knew, at, at least I will give, I will give them credit that Jenny knew something was up, and she was just going along with it to figure out what was happening with Irving. Oh yeah, Jenny's smarter than yes. that. Like she knew, she knows that. Like, he, look, he may have like burned a lot of bridges when he like murdered people, but he got <laughs> acquitted of it. Like, I think he could but still no, call in fit. a favor to get his wedding ring right. back out of the evidence locker. That's why right. it was all sketchy because it's like, really, come on, Irving, really. I, I actually, I had a dream. This is how invested I am in the Irving storyline. I had a dream that at, in the last episode they killed Irving off, and I was so <laughs> mad because I was like, they just died, good Irving, abruptly, and we now we know that there's like a good fight between good and evil happening inside of Irving because of that that weird coin that he stuck to himself. Um, that so that was a really that was like hey let's write something in so this makes sense with what's going on with Irving but he, he just happens to peel back the back page of a book that he can't understand the language in and uh, find a rune that he knows exactly what it does when he didn't believe in magic three months ago I mean Hand I would coin. I would grant him that he could understand the language in that book because of whatever else is going on in him because like if he does have another person running around in there mm-hmm. like. It, it, like it's a it's a trade thing. Like that person may have given him some language knowledge that he didn't have before. So okay, I'll grant them that. But I don't it commit commit to bad Irving. We didn't. I don't need him to be like fighting this guy. Just make this the bad Irving. Good Irving is gone. Like, and I was I was just so upset because it's like we they did. Um, it's interesting because um, uh, or- Orlando Jones um, tweeted that this was probably the most word, like the speech that he gives Jenny about what's happening is probably the biggest speech he's had at all ever on the show. And it's interesting because it's like they gave him almost no nothing to say for the most part of the episode. So you don't give good Irving a good service before he dies and becomes bad Irving, and then if they're just going to kill him off at the end, like happened in my dream, what happened to good Irving? I mean, like, I we have good, good Irving in spirit. <laughs> makes me so But sad. that's the thing, like, it makes, like, for, for all that we may have, like, been upset when Irving died, 
And then, like, because we thought Orlando, they were writing Orlando Jones off the show right. or something and like that. And maybe they still are for this season. And like, but like, if you're so great, you found a way to to kill the character and keep Orlando Jones around. Use it. That's a really strong choice. Yes. Because yeah, you want to keep working with an actor who's qu- a quality actor. But if it was the right time for that character to die, it was the right time for that character to die. And I, I love the idea of an evil Irving just running around. Mm-hmm. But you could have just... We already suspected him being evil. Right. Why couldn't he just be fully evil? 100%. So basically, <laughs> he tells he tells Jenny this whole thing about the flash drive has money on it from the Hellfire Clan and all that kind of stuff. And he wants her to help and protect his family. I think it's more something that he needed... To, he wanted Jenny to get in the first place. And it has nothing to do with that. It's actually going to screw them over later. I don't think Good Irving exists anymore in the way that he says it is. I think this is Bad Irving all through and through. Interesting. I um, think I think there's uh, I think there's a real moral struggle going on in there, and um, I do like the idea though that you had that that the flash drive is not just money to help his family, but something else that he maybe can't tell her. Amy Gonzalez says uh, hashtag Frangenicky Merlving. Yes, <laughs> and that, that moment where she she can't kill him, he's basically telling her to her face like I'm evil. And she can't kill him because he's Irving to her. He's Irving. Even though she knows he's bad and she knows he's doing bad things right now, she takes the flash drive anyway and doesn't kill him. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious what the, like, where Irving could, like, like, what... I'm, I'm, you know, I lost it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was there. Well, I feel they're there. just going to make him a horseman. I feel like that's what's happening. I would love that. Yeah, just do it though. I Don't need to take your time. They, I mean, they I'm, did the same thing with the Katrina line. It's like this wavering between good and evil. It's like commit to your storyline. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to say something real quick, guys. I'm looking at you guys who are watching this show right now on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button. I just did it. it right now. Do it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Irving going forward, I like the idea that this could just be bad Irving. Oh, now I remember what I was thinking. I'm now I'm thinking of it as it could be like, and this is going to be a really random poll, like the Yurks from Animorphs. Where it's like this little like slug being that like burrows into your brain and just a parasite. Take yeah, a parasite. It's an in this book, it's an alien, and it just takes over the body entirely. And the reason I bring this up as a comparison is that the way that it's described is it's like you are sitting like in a chair, just like locked in your within your brain, and there's just like another person there. So it's like you've lost all sense of your body and your being, but you're still completely Cognizant. aware of everything that is happening around you. Um, and so I, I could, I could see Irving going in that direction where good Irving is like in there, but his soul has been so completely taken over by Henry mm-hmm. that he's now just like sitting in a chair, balled up, like waiting. For yeah. hopefully somebody to free him. Yeah, I would like that much better. I don't like. I am dreading that if they just kill off Irving to to kill off bad Irving, and then we're like, what happens to good Irving? Irving, good Irving's dead. He got diabetes like from that. Seven Up. Don't like it. Um, Boo sixty nine B says, "Do you think Jenny will tell Abby and Ichabod about Irving?" I think she will because I actually thought from the previous episode that Abby was feeling very skeptical about Irving because 
that whole scene where Irving's following her and he's like, "Oh, you're getting you're getting rusty." And she basically is like, "Oh no, you've been following me for this long." It's like she's I took that as a sign that she's keeping tabs on him even though she said, "Okay, I'm welcoming you back in the fold and I'm trusting you." We know Abby is a smart cop. We mm-hmm. know this. Yep. And so we know that she's that she's going to be skeptical and she expressed her skepticism. I don't think she's going to let it go and I think that because we've shown such a team up of Abby and Jenny and a build of their relationship this season, I really think that Jenny would go and tell Abby. Yeah, I, I hope so because that's the, one of the things. Like, don't uh, characters should communicate? These characters yeah. are close. They are in a huge battle, a war. They acknowledge that they are in a war. There should absolutely be open communication. Right. There's no good reason to hide it from anybody. Right. So don't make them do it. Like so, she goes and finds her maybe in the next episode and is like, "Hey, we've got to look out for Irving because I let him go." So to get us off predictions and speed us along the episode, so they, they go back in. Uh, Jefferson says, "If you fight them in the nest, which apparently they have nests, great." Um, P.S. They use the they use the um, what's his face's camera. Calvin? Calvin. Calvin. They use Calvin's camera, which he's like, that's a $7,000 camera. And he's just like, mm, okay, bye. Yeah. As, <laughs> as somebody who owns expensive camera equipment, and Steven, I'm sure that you can uh, feel me on this, that hurt. Yeah. That hurt, like, physically to watch that camera fall down and break. As someone who knows that the weakness is light and spraying them with light is good, I say hold on to the camera and use it the entire time you're down there. Don't just drop it once. <laughs> like, are you are you freaking kidding me? Uh, like, really? Like, oh, we have this weapon. Let's drop it. Let's drop it. But he does have a badass crossbow that's like a shotgun pullback lever. Yeah, yeah it was like crossbow. Yeah, it, like he it's just like. Shh. Yeah, I keep cool. this camera. That but was a cool, I'd rather use a crossbow. <laughs> it was a cool weapon. I gotta, I gotta hand it to Ichabod. That's like I, I haven't seen a shotgun loaded. Yes. The weapons, I mean, the weapons on this show, I do miss when they played more with the weapons. Because they had some cool weapons. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but so, uh, the the last moments of the show, and it's like sort of the big thing, last big thing we, we want to talk about here, is Henry <laughs> appearing in Katrina's bedroom. <laughs> oh, creepy Henry. My window. Hello, mother. <laughs> How are you? How was your How you, mother? nap, mother? I'll poke you with a horn soon. He's very what's his Bates from Psycho? Norman Bates. Norman yeah. Bates. <laughs> well, that's you know what? Now, I, that's a great comparison though, because that's what he sort of feels like yes. in this scene. Oh yes, very much so. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you buy him like coming around? It, this actually, this to me, this this makes sense. This sells. It's like Henry. Like, he was betrayed by Moloch. He sees the one person who seems to have been on his side. Like, when you actually go back and think about it, like, mm-hmm. it's not like Katrina could stop, have stopped any of this. Yes. It's a, it's a sad feels. The feels for Henry here. Except for the fact that he's, like, clearly, like, tricky. And then he, like, gives his mother a rose. Mm. Oh, that's sweet. Valentine's Day is coming I, up. I do think, like... In the veins of Psycho, I do think like he has a like a creepy love obsession uh, affection for her because she's the person 
who consistently throughout the season he's been drawn to anyway. And it just mm-hmm. so happens that this time he's thinking, oh, maybe we can team up instead of like me hurting her or whatever. Yep. He's like, I can protect her. Let's be bad together. And I'm sure he knows that she's used dark magic against uh, uh, Emo Raiden. Yes. So I'm sure he knows that information. Um, but Zach, on Val- is it really like Valentine's Day? Do you really like shove the thorn of a rose in your girlfriend's <laughs> hand and make her bleed all over the place? It's part of the contract. Look, you're not suppo- contract. You're supposed to have red everywhere on Valentine's Day, Stephen. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> let it slide. Um, so, what do you guys think is happening there? Like, well, obviously, there's a reason. Like, when he punctures her with the rose, she felt, passes back out. I blood felt pack. like, yeah, it was part of like the blood pact he had with Irving, where it's like he mm-hmm. had to get his blood in the ink, and so it's like this was his way of getting her like blood contract. So now him. he has multiple souls at his control. Yes, it's like toys. Like he's gonna like make them play dress up and house. I would like to see them link it up to the the miniatures that he builds because they've made several references to it at this Voodoo point. Voodoo miniatures. Voodoo miniatures. Have we covered this episode, guys? Yes, yeah, but I, think I, it's... I do want to talk about that on the boat scene uh, when, or not the boat, maybe it was underground when uh, Ichabod says Jefferson unfriended me. I love that. <laughs> that, was, that was good. And he was talking about Instagram earlier, too. In the modern vernacular, <laughs> Jefferson unfriended me. me. And I do like awesome. when, when, you know, he's he's she's like oh you're fully he's like I'm fully part of this world and then he sees the kids taking the Instagram pictures and then like freaks out yeah, I, I do it like was, that it was great. I, I like that he's never as much as he tries to adjust he's never fully adjusted yeah I mean that's the thing it's like he's like I think I'm, I'm adjusted to this time and this <laughs> place and then he sees the two girls hey <laughs> No, you'll never fit in, Ichabod. And don't. Don't fit in. Don't, don't ruin yourself like you. that. Do you, Ichabod. <laughs> stay young. Uh, or not whatever you are. I can't tell anymore. Um, but let's, uh, that, that about does it for 216. Why don't we move into a round of predictions? We find ourselves <laughs> in the cavernous catacombs beneath Sleepy Hollow. Most scandalous. Most scandalous indeed. At last sight, Ichabod Crane was seen entering a tunnel with one's Abigail Mills. And she was not his wife. There were three men who had gone in before them, and only two people came out. This is Sleepington Abbey. <laughs> you guys sounded like the Beatles. <laughs> hey, that's British. It um, is. It's Liverpool. Tonight on Sleepington Abbey, what is going on in Sleepington? What is going on in Sleepington? Um, are you going to do it, Jackie? Ichabod, <laughs> Ichabod and Abby spent so much time together and they were not betrothed. Most scandalous. Scandalous indeed. I heard that a Mr. Jefferson unfriended his so-called friend Ichabod Crane. Very rude. Scandalous. Most scandalous indeed. I saw a young Ichabod Crane take a camera from a young man and throw it on the ground in front of some crazy clowns. <laughs> Most scandalous. <laughs> Be sure to tune in again in the future for more Sleeping Tanabi. Scandalous. <laughs> this is why we usually don't put Stephen Lemieux in the booth because you give him control and that happens. Although it kind of made me happy. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I had a happy. <laughs> 
Well, uh, people in chat all are excited. Aww. Except for Born Guy. Born Guy is not excited. Everyone else, we like you guys. <laughs> uh, sleeping to Abby. All right, guys, so what are we thinking moving forward? Well, I mean... From- Everyone in the chat hated Born Guy. Most scandalous. <laughs> no, we don't hate you, Born Guy. Born Guy, you. you're awesome. You're like, entitled to your opinion, yeah. Born Guy. Well, sleeping to Abby is a bizarre thing. <laughs> It's uh, like, and, but it's, we're not talking about sleeping to the heavy. Oh, sorry, Jack. <laughs> what were you saying? I was going to say it's like British humor, except for <laughs> some people have gotten mad that it's like offensive to Brits or whatever. <laughs> if Neil Jackson likes it. Neil Jackson. Everyone likes else it. should like He's it. He's British. Headless likes He's it. British enough. You know what? Headless also probably likes some predictions. He loves predictions. <laughs> Stephen Lemieux in the booth. Yeah. I can't see you. But what are you thinking? I'm thinking that next episode. We're going to see Katrina going to Ichabod with her problems, and then things happening. (laughs) I feel, well, from the previews, we know that she's going to go full evil. Oh, I didn't see the previews. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler. Damn. Well, I'm excited for Katrina to go full evil. Great. This is like, okay, you know what? That's the one, that's like the big thing. Not the one thing, but the big thing that I'm like, all right. All right, let's get back, let's get this shit back on track. Evil Katrina, I'm on board. I want to see Ichabod versus Katrina. Ichabod with his crossbow. Katrina with her thrown potatoes. With her magic. <laughs> with her dirty flower. That <laughs> <laughs> got real weird. All Sorry. of a sudden, um, there was a dirty flower in both episodes. Yeah, anyway. I think we're gonna see Henry. It was not a euphemism. I think we're gonna see Henry, Katrina, and Irving become. This new team. Oh, if Headless comes back, that's four. Yeah. That could be the new four horsemen of the yeah. apocalypse. That would be, you know what? Of all the ways to end this season, we get like all for all of the faults that we've talked about of through season two. If they end season two with some, with a shot of Katrina, Irving, Henry, and Headless on horseback as the four horsemen, boom. Yes. I'm so in. Yes. They'd be on their way. I would also toy prom. I predict that Ichabod will take a young Calvin to Purgatory Prom. (laughs) I ship Ichalvin. 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 I I predict that Orion will ask Abby to Purgatory Prom, but she will turn him down. (laughs) I think that Holly will show up on his motorcycle and pick up Abby and lift her off her feet, and then they'll get drunk of it to the night and then die. No, and then she'll drop kick him in the face. Ichabod will go stag, but he'll leave with a surprise special guest. And then Holly Uh, breaks up with Abby because she tells the police that he was drinking underage because she's a witness. Terrible, but uh, I do. In, in seriousness, though, I'm holding out like a secret hope that Abby maybe pocketed some of that stuff as they exited. I maybe. hope so. I hope somebody took something. Come yeah, on, I'm hoping that Abby will be like, "Oh, secretly, I put some of these things in my pockets." Like they could have just freaking <laughs> worn jinkos and taken it all out, but like the pants <laughs> they could have gone back to the '90s, put on their jinkos. <laughs> Well, I just mean, like, why did they have to blow it up then? Why couldn't they just take a few trips, grab some stuff, and then blow it up? They're not going to build a mall in the next 20 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Like, even just a day. A day. You could have kept the Reavers contained for a day yeah, to get a those books out. gigantic portcullis that just came down and held them at bay. Why wasn't that up to begin with? <laughs> why would they let there be access to, like, Reavers and things like that? Uh, I mean, I guess all right. to... We've already, we've already vented at length. 
Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this Sleepy Hollow after show here at AfterBuzz TV. Stephen Lemieux in the booth. Where can the people keep up with you between now and next week's penultimate episode? You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, and definitely check me out on the Helix After Show and Better Call Saul. If you're not watching Better Call Saul, you should watch Better Call Saul, and don't worry about not having seen Breaking Bad if you haven't, but you should. Yeah, oh my god. Check it out. This show is really, really good. It's unreal. It lives up to the hype. And you know what else you can do for me? You know what else you can do for me? You know, baby, you know, just take a little thumb. I just hit a thumbs up on this video. Stop making it creepy. Yeah, don't make it creepy. Just, you know, we, don't we want appreciate them to feel the thumbs up. I, the thumbs up in the I, iTunes I, comments I, all help. But will, just, it's not a creepy that, thing. I, I was <laughs> it's tell, not a creepy thing. I was telling people to get thumbs up a long time before I was getting paid to tell people to get thumbs up. And yes, Steven! I muted you so I can Steven muted us. All right, Jackie, where can the people find you? At 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at 123Jackie B, all one word on Instagram, and I've filled in for the Hindsight panel every now and again, and I'm doing it this week. And we there's an interview with the creator of Hindsight. Great, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz, a ton of shows. Agent Carter coming up later tonight. Better Call Saul with Steven and Matt Lieberman. A whole bunch of others. Guys, don't forget, one week from today... Uh, we're going to have uh, Lindy, Lindy Greenwood, Greenwood in studio. Jenny Mills talking to us about Sleepy Hollow. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.